Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Weekday Chat, where we uh, talk about where we've been and give a little hint about where we're going. My name is Steve White, and we're glad you're here with us. Yep. And I am Riley Weaver. I'm also really glad that you're joining us. If you've got any questions about last week's sermon, any comments, anything like that, feel free to comment on this video, and we'll get back to you. Last Sunday, Luke started a new sermon series called A Clear Vision of the Future. And this month, he and Steve are going to be going through the book of Revelation and talking about that. Luke specifically, um, the title of his sermon was We Will See Him, Him Being Jesus, and the text was Revelation 1 through 3. There is a lot of information in Luke's sermon, so I'm going to try to do it justice. But first, I just want to say, great sermon, but I also thought it was a great introduction to the book of Revelation. It really was excellent. Yes. yes. So if you miss the sermon this Sunday and you've ever had a question about the book of Revelation and what that's supposed to be about, I definitely encourage you to listen to it. Luke said there's three things that we've got to pay attention to when we read the book of Revelation. One of those things is the style. The style of Revelation is apocalyptic. And, you know, when we think of the word apocalyptic, we think of like end times. But really what the word apocalyptic means in the Bible is a revelation. We're going to learn something from this book. Another thing we've got to pay attention to is the symbols in Revelation. A symbol is an image that means something, you know, kind of has a, has a second meaning behind it. So some of the symbols in Revelation would be a falling star, a dragon, a lamb, things like that. Mm-hmm. For us in our culture, a symbol would be like an elephant or a donkey. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, we if you see an elephant or a donkey, you, you know what the, well, I'm going to be appropriate, but right. like we would all know right. what those things are. Yeah, um, no, I mean, they're Appropriate symbols for today. Yes. Today oh, I thought you were telling me to be <laughs> no, appropriate. No, I was like, no. hey, what I'm saying. Appropriate symbols for the yes, day. Yes, absolutely. So, um, and you know, Luke used the example, you know, if an alien came to Plainfield yes. and saw an elephant and a donkey, they'd have no clue what those things right. mean. We, we know what those mean. And it's the same right. when we read the book of Revelation. Right. We may not understand what the falling star is, but the people that read the book back in the day definitely did. Right. And the third thing we've got to pay attention to is the background. Mm-hmm. Um, Revelation was written to a group of Christians in modern-day Turkey, and they were struggling with two specific things. One was a crisis of familiarity. Basically, they had become too familiar with Jesus. They'd forgotten his power, and because of that, they they were sinning, they were struggling, they were fearful. Um, So, you know, the book of Revelation is to remind people who Jesus is, And second, these Christians were dealing with a crisis of fear, and mainly they were afraid of the Roman Empire. Um, And, you know, that crisis of fear for some of us is really relevant today, too, just not knowing what's going to happen with the election. You know, the the challenge that Luke gave at the beginning of his sermon was never underestimate Jesus, and and that's really the way he started this off. You know, Jesus is going to address these these crises that these people are struggling with, and he's really the center of the book of Revelation. So. Steve, one of the things that Luke talked about, obviously, was these symbols in Revelation. Mm. And, you know, for us, we can be symbols of Christ in our community 
What are some ways that you think we can do that? Well, you know, I think Jesus and the Gospels make it so simple for us because there are so many symbols for our lives, our life in Christ, that if we just pay attention to those symbols, we're going to be healthy. For instance, you know, he said we are to be the light of the world. Mm. Uh, so that means wherever we are, there should be something about our countenance. There should be a radiance about us. There should be a joy that emanates from us because we are close to Christ. We are to be the salt of the earth. That means that we keep mm-hmm. the earth from spoiling, that we make a difference where we are. Uh, we are called the bride of Christ. You know, when you think about a wedding and seeing the bride, I mean, she's always, she wants to appear radiant for her bridegroom. And so as the church, as the bride, we care about purity of life. We care about our blemishes. Mm-hmm. We care about our appearance and how we appear before other people. Um, we, we are we are a household of faith. That's another symbol. That means we're, we're put in families, and and you know we have seen unhealthy families, and we've seen healthy families, and we want to be family members belonging to Christ, and that means we treat each other with great respect mm. and honor, and we deal with things as they come up in a healthy manner. I mean, all these are symbols for who we're called to be, and if we would just think through those a little bit and think about our day and anticipate our day and remember where we are, we can make a difference by our demeanor. I mean, it, it, yeah, that's it, great. It, it would be huge. How would you answer that question, your own question? Yeah, I, I think all those are really good. I mean, you literally talked about the symbols in the Scripture. So um, for me, my my mind went to the idea of the incarnation Ah. and specifically like incarnational ministry. I mean, you know, incarnational ministry is when we act like Jesus and and we go somewhere and try to be like Jesus. You know, Jesus was God. He could have just stayed up in heaven. Um, you know, told us what to do from up there, but instead he came down to the earth. That was the incarnation. And, um, you know, we, we can really do the same thing. So, you know, how can we walk alongside people like Jesus would, um, you know, this, this is more than just giving our money to good causes. This is more than just, um, you know, maybe, maybe voting for whatever group we think best represents Christ. This is like literally ourselves walking alongside people. Yeah, that's great. The incarnational living. So good. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you mentioned in the review that Luke talked about this problem of familiarity with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now talk about that. What, how, how's that seen? What do we do about that? Yeah, yeah. Just address that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, Luke was talking about how the Christians that John was writing to in Revelation were just too familiar with Jesus. Really, they'd, they'd kind of grown comfortable with his power yeah. and, uh, you know, had, had kind of slipped into some bad stuff because of that. One of the things Luke talked about is how uh, he called himself a Buick, I think. He yeah. was like... Uh, Basically meant that brought he, up in church, brought, kid. brought up in church, kid. That's it. Yeah, he was raised in church. So you know, for a person like him, and I know that's me and you too. Yes, I mean it's really easy to become comfortable with Jesus and complacent. I think, um, you know, for me to not become complacent with Jesus, not to you know go through that crisis of familiarity, I just have to spend a lot of time with him. Um, obviously the scripture is a big part of that prayer is the big part of that. But for me specifically, I have to challenge myself to do things for Jesus that are outside of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I think 
I think a lot of people probably think of me as like an adventurous person, you know, trips I go on, the people I talk to, things like that. Um, when I was a kid, I don't think that my family would have described me like that. You know, I was, really? a, I was a more introverted kid. Um, and like, because of my relationship with Christ, like I've really had to grow in that. And, um, you know, that just pushing myself out of my comfort zone ha- has really challenged me to really understand the power of Christ and just mm. walk with him in a greater way. What would you say? Good for you. Uh, you know, this is a huge challenge, I think. This question reminds me a number of years ago, probably 20 years ago. Uh, I, I, it was after Sunday morning worship and hanging around the office was this guy. And I'd seen him in the balcony. He was a visitor. And he had a, this shows how old, how long ago, it was a Palm Pilot he had in his hand. And I said, I saw you in the balcony with your uh, reading and you're reading now. What are you reading? He goes, oh, I'm reading the Gospel of Thomas about what you were talking I've heard all that before. <laughs> And that, I mean, it's a classic example of, you know, well, I've, and I know in my own life, when we come back to the familiar passages, we can breeze over them without really thinking about this. And this was a problem in Jesus' day. You remember that Jesus went to his hometown of Nazareth and, and they said, who is this? I mean, isn't this the carpenter's son? Mm. And it says, Matthew records uh, that Jesus was not able to do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Mm. They had grown so familiar with this boy that grew up. And so it's a challenge all the time, I think, when in the, in the, both in private worship and in public worship, that, that one of the tests, I think, is if we walk out of worship and we don't think about anything that has come into my life, anything mm. that's prompted me, I've probably grown too familiar with Jesus. Mm. If, I, if I approach a time of prayer without silence, if I rush into the Word in a private setting and I haven't contemplated, um, I, am, am, I, am I just assuming on the Word? Am I, do, do I feed on it throughout the day, what I've read? Mm. I mean, there are all kinds of telltale signs. And, you know, there's a, there's a healthy familiarity with Jesus, and there's an unhealthy familiarity, just like in marriage. In marriage, an unhealthy familiarity is when I just assume on my wife. Mm. I forget sure. to say thank you. I, I'm offhand with her. But then there's an inf- a familiarity with her where it's very intimate. It's very lots of eye contact and touching and embracing and appreciation. And uh, there's a healthy familiarity, right? Mm-hmm. And so familiarity is good as long as it's pointed in the right direction, yeah, expressed yeah. the same way. We've got to remember that. Yeah, that's good. You know, one other thing that kind of comes to my mind right now when it specifically comes to scripture is one thing I have to do. I just can't like open my Bible and read it. I've got to have some type of goal that I'm working for. And Mm -hmm. I think that helps me not to take the Bible for granted and not make reading the Bible just kind of another thing to do. And what works for me is when I read a book of the Bible, I'm reading for a specific purpose. So like I just finished reading the book of Matthew and I told myself what I was going to look for in that book is what does Matthew say about prayer? Sure. Um, okay. And, and I think that's a, a helpful thing okay, for me. Good. So as Americans, you know, our culture emphasizes the need of taking care of things by ourselves. You know, we're pretty individualistic people and that means we can 
you know, really rely on ourselves instead of Jesus. And that makes Jesus, you know, way smaller than he should be in our lives. You know, have you ever experienced this? And how do you think we can move past that and it's rely a, on Jesus? It's more? a challenge all the time because yeah. there's, there's this tension that exists. On one hand, it's Thomas saying, my Lord and my God. On the other hand, it's crying out, Abba, Father. And that is hard. It, it's hard to, to figure this relationship out on where, where I am allowing him to be this, this huge God in my life who I need desperately and also at the same time, my dearest friend, mm. who no matter what happens, he's here. So um, for me in my life, I know where I'm most lacking. And that is I don't pray big enough prayers mm-hmm. where it has to be the hand of God who comes and intervenes and leads me. I pray too small. I pray sometimes in ways like, God, I'm going to do this. It would be really nice if you help me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Rather than, God, this can't happen unless you show up mm-hmm. and do something amazing here. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I've asked, I'm asking for forgiveness more in my prayer mm. than I'm asking for his power to be sure. displayed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You? Yeah, I think for me... Um, it kind of starts with my intention. So, you know, I, I am a pretty independent person. I like to kind of take care of things myself. And um, one thing I notice is, like, if I'll make a plan, like for my family or here at work, um, sometimes I'll catch myself making the plan, writing the whole plan out, presenting the plan to somebody. And then at the very end, I'm like, and Jesus, please help me. Yeah, 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 you know, right. right? Exactly. So, I know for me, what I have to be intentional about is, praying, talking to Jesus, you know, seeking his wisdom. That's where I've got to start. Yeah. And then the rest of what I do has to flow out of that relationship. Yeah. Dep- learning dependency is one of the huge American problems we have to learn in our faith is our walk of faith, mm-hmm. that we really need him every, every moment of the day. Every day is a gift. Mm-hmm. And we want to use it that way. Every opportunity, every situation we're in, it's a gift he's given us and we want to yeah. practice it well. And so, you know, I think right now is it's a great time to practice that dependence on God because really with everything going on, whether it's with the election or the virus, I mean, we've got to take everything day by day. Yes. But we have the choice either to focus on him and rely on him more or just give in to fear. Yeah. Um, like Luke said, the you know, people that John wrote to Revelation. Absolutely. Well, we're going to continue on with chapters 4 and 5 in Revelation. Obviously, five weeks. We're only just giving a bird's eye view of Revelation this time through. But we will worship him is this week and have this majestic scene in those two chapters of the throne room of God. And it will be compelling, I trust, and a reminder of the greatness and the majesty of God. I hope you're with us uh, in person. You can meet and go to the uh, website and make your reservation to be here. That's really helpful for us. And if you're not ready to do that, make sure you join us online and continue to grow with us and uh, serve the Lord well wherever he plants you and whoever comes into your life. Let's be his people this week, whatever we're doing, wherever we're going, and what we're saying. God bless you. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.